You guys up for a total party? Toga! Toga! The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Pastor <laughs> Marcus Zill. Hey, everybody, it's great to have back with us in the Student Union, Reverend Justin Herman from West Lafayette, Indiana, and University Lutheran Church, serving students at Purdue University. Go Boilermakers. How are you doing today, Justin? Thanks. It's good to be here. Doing well. Fantabulous. Just wanted to check in. Anything anything changed lately around there? <laughs> yeah, it has, been, it has been a roller coaster ever since I got here. I feel like we've been in transition since... Uh, basically the week that I accepted the call. So right when I accepted the call, there was a phone call to me saying, uh, we need to do fundraising because we're, and we need a letter from you because we're planning a building project. And of course that building project uh, didn't come to be, even though we had a groundbreaking ceremony and everything. But uh, So you had a groundbreaking at your campus ministry, at your building, University Lutheran Church, that had been there for how long? At that uh, it was... Uh, 1951 was the cornerstone for 100 South Chauncey, and 1945 they called their first campus pastor. But it was in 1917 uh, where the pastor of St. James first reached out to uh, the students here at, at Purdue. So we've been going about 100 years now. But so here, you show up as a young whippersnapper out of seminary. You're in the middle of right away out of a building project, and in the end, you ended up having to tweak that quite a bit. What happened? Well, immediately after we we had uh, um, contractors come out to give us bids, and right when we had like 30 or 40 contractors, it was a big project, and uh, it was going to cost about $2 million, and we had, we had all of these uh, contractors there. A week later, um, uh, Steve Strauch, representing the district, came into my office and he said, I don't want you to have a heart attack, but... People always uh, say that when you know you're going to have a heart attack. Well, they said um, there were some people that approached the district that would uh, that wanted to purchase the land. They, they said that they'd build us a new church uh, off campus, and but don't worry, we told them we weren't interested. We're a campus ministry, and so it won't go anywhere, but I just wanted to let you know. So they declined that offer, and then one week later, they said, what if we can get you closer to campus, to the district? And the district said, we'll listen. And that started off, first they postponed the contractors, and then and then ultimately uh, decided to move us right across the, the street from uh, the, the largest the major on campus and bought what was the Purdue School newspaper. And so you're right across from, if I recall, basically the engineering school. You're kind of, aren't you kind of sandwiched between like the engineering school and where all the athletic stuff is, like the football stadium and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, we're on the same street as the football stadium, back arena, and yeah, we're we're right there. And there yeah. are there are a couple, there are a few engineering students at Purdue, right? <laughs> it seems like it seems like nine out of ten of the students that you ask, what's your major? It's some kind of engineering. 
I mean, that's just yeah, you almost way, have to ask what's 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 your emphasis, not what's your major. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I've been running around. Whenever I get around the country, I always tell people that I'm always blown away at how many engineering students there are in campus ministry in general. I would bet that at least forty to fifty percent of all LCMS students that are actively involved in our campus ministries are engineering students. Not just at Purdue; it's probably higher. But in general, yeah. across the board, it's just an amazing. An amazing thing but uh, so and I remember I, I came and visited and I preached in the old church and you guys had your your plans there and your glossy all your brochures and all this and you're raising this money and then all of a sudden you have this major decision to make in conjunction with the district uh, the Indiana district so this is a this is a partnership in every way right oh this is they call it a hybrid all the time but ultimately the district makes uh, the final decisions and they, they decided they were going to go for it. And, I mean, a lot of people accuse the district of selling out, but they have put every single dime back into the, uh, back into the campus ministry uh, and then some. And this, the, we just had our grand opening on October 29th wow. for the 500th anniversary of the Lutheran Church. And we had more people than have ever been there since the whole time that I've I've been there on our opening day. We had over 180 between the two services, but over 160 wow. in the first service. And, and then that continued last week for All Saints Day. And Well, I'm looking forward to it, coming to see. It looks absolutely beautiful. And, and you know, I uh, for the record, I know that there was some tension and friction, and, and you as a young pastor have handled things, I would just like to say, extremely well. And I'm, I'm very proud of your people. I you know, since we're talking about it, I, I got, you know, I don't have any ecclesiastical supervision power over anybody. I'm just a chancellor of a fake university. <laughs> but the bottom line is people often ask me and I would often ask me about this. I'd say, well, you know, the district is working with the congregation and the pastor. Nobody went looking for this. They took the time to listen. And frankly, God has blessed this situation in, in many, many ways. But the new place, the thoughtfulness that you've put into this, tell us about your new place. Well, every thought and detail in the sanctuary, um, I never thought in a million years I'd be a part of uh, putting together a sanctuary. But I mean, every it was really sad leaving the old building, i got to say that, and it was not fun. There were tears at our last service. Oh, and, I'm sure. And, um, and Pastor Barton came and uh, and helped out. And, and Pastor, Barton Pastor Barton, was he had been there for like 25, 26 years? 25 like years, yeah. yeah. Yep. And he really, I, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think, I think, you know, he didn't think the move was necessary and probably if, you know, if anybody asked him, he would have said that Let's let's stay, and you know, it, it was not easy for him. But he supports campus ministry at Purdue. He has been so supportive of me. Uh, he still helps me out with a, a community members uh, confessions Bible study, and That's it just he's, yeah, he's been fantastic to follow. And uh, he came for our last service, and he said it was good for him to to be there. And and yeah, it was really good. So it's like a four story building. It's a four-story building. Uh, we have three floors now. They just started demolition on the 
first floor, which will be church offices and a coffee shop for those thirsty uh, engineering students. And uh, and then the basement will be a fellowship hall. And the third floor we is the first completed floor, and it's, that's the sanctuary. And being involved in that building, I, was, I remember looking through, like, altars and art and stuff, and I wasn't finding anything that I liked, and I just kept complaining about it to my wife, and my wife said, well, why don't you ask Uncle Rick? Her her uncle is a world-renowned artist who's made statues for uh, City of Long Beach, California, for Cedar Grove, California, and uh, FBI headquarters has um, a statue made by him, and I described the vision of what we wanted And uh, he made the altarpiece. He made uh, wall art. There's a wood wood carving. It's a relief carving, three carvings of Jesus carrying the cross, Jesus on the cross, and rising from the grave. And not to give any uh, conservatives, uh, which I consider myself, one a heart attack, but uh, (laughs) uh, we also have an 11-foot video wall uh, that's up there. And each week we put, like for the Reformation, we have a still image. It doesn't change during the service, but we have a still image. And that serves the purpose that stained glass served in the, in the, you know, the ancient cathedrals to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And for the opening service, we had Martin Luther preaching with Jesus crucified to the people as, as an emphasis of what we're doing. But every week it can change. Like if you have the prodigal son, it'll be a painting of the prodigal son. As it refers to, on the wall art, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus for you. So as you um, walk so into every, church, you come in, you see the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, in the, and you're going to hear about that in the context of this text, which is visually represented for you on this video board. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing that my home church in Fort Wayne, St. Paul's a Lutheran Church, they do the same thing on with the but they do it on their on their bulletin covers uh, they have a different uh, drawing by an artist each week and that's kind of like the idea here but we're using ancient uh celebrated christian art and uh, from all all different periods and it no and everybody uh, it, everybody will have to it, check this out it's, away. it's 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 beautiful and i i as i've mentioned to you i like the fact that it's not it's not absolutely central to where it dominates. If you look at the photos uh, from our opening service, there's a photo of that painting uh, with the video wall, and you can notice nobody's looking at it. Yet everybody saw it when they walked in and they were prepared, but everybody is looking um, to where the gifts they will be receiving come from, from uh, pulpit, uh, altar, and they had to walk past the baptismal font. We decided to keep the baptismal font from the old church where uh, so many people were baptized and came to the faith, and uh, that is front and center right as you walk in, just like they um, are at our seminaries. So whenever you walk into the sanctuary, you remember how you entered the church through the waters of baptism. Can't wait to come. I mean, it looks it looks wonderful. I'm very proud of what you guys have done. Um, for the record, I've, I've hopefully you guys have felt I've been supportive from the very beginning. I yeah, just... we and we appreciate that. I... There were a lot of people that were disappointed, and I totally understand. I've I've I, and I empathize. And then a building, you know, what makes that building a church, or what makes that building sacred? It's not the building. You know, the building is just a plain building. It's the Word of God that's proclaimed in the building and the gifts that are received 
from the Word of God in the building. And those things, even if I, I was telling people, look, there's no guarantee that 100 South Chauncey will live even if we never decide to move. I mean, it could you could have an earthquake. Yeah, it's good for like 70 years about, but it could it could fall. And the new building, it could fall tomorrow. We sang, built on the rock, the church shall stand, even when steeples are falling. Uh, we sang that as our last song, Leaving the Old Church, and it was the first hymn that we sang, Entering the New Sanctuary. Yeah, that Recog- just dead on. We just recognize, it, it, we recognize that, let, let's say somebody takes this building away from us. We are still going to meet. And the funny thing is, we were without a building for four months <laughs> through, through the summer, and we met in the strangest places, the Beta Sigma Psi Lutheran fraternity. We met out on their front lawn. One of the funniest stories this summer was about 20 feet behind, and we used the same liturgy. We just ended up having a keyboard instead of a beautiful organ. But about 20 feet behind me, um, sorority who was pledging, and they started chanting. So I'm in the middle of the sermon, and then I said, I said something like, I said something like, and that's why our confession is so important. And we turned to our confession, and then at, right after I said we turned to our confession, about a hundred girls at the top of their lungs go, Aah! I mean, they just screamed at the top of their lungs. Then they went into this chant that was like, sounded like, oh, Mickey, he's so fine, he's so fine, oh, he's both on <laughs> but then they, But then instead of, hey, Mickey, they said, Kayalpa. Or whatever it was, whatever the sorority was. You do realize and, I'm going to uh, now take the soundbite from you chanting that, singing that thing. Yeah. Every time I have you on the program, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> oh, man, it was so crazy. But and the point is, is that like, here you are without a... Ch- you know, I'm always trying to tell people, yes, we love our buildings. I love the campus ministry property that we had at St. Andrews Lutheran Church and Campus Center in Laramie, Wyoming, as your people loved your old place over on Chauncey, and it was a beautiful facility. It served the church well. And yeah, it must have, it must have hurt like hell to see it get taken down and to see it. Right, get. Yeah, yeah. But yet, your point is, you know, we talk about Reformation 500, and this is this has been on my mind a lot. I thought, well, who could I get on to talk about Reformation 500? Now what? What do we do now? I mean, at some point, you know, the Synod's... Uh, slogan for the Reformation 500 has been it's still all about Jesus. Well, for you guys, it was all about Jesus at the old place. It was all about Jesus out on the lawn with those sorority girls chanting, and it's all my about Jesus said, now. Uh, yeah, my friend said that, that was hashtag pastor boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> he said that I could, he said that I could, uh, you know, teach a bunch of new pastors and like be like a boot camp instructor saying, you ever you ever tried to preach with a hundred sorority girls yelling in yeah, the background? I, well, I have. Yeah, you can, when, when you're 68 years old, you'll be like, ah, you young whippersnappers back in the day. You know, you'll have all sorts of stories from this. But Yeah, and all about Jesus. And the, the, the thing, too, that keeps coming to my mind, you know, the now what? And the, the thing that keeps coming to my mind is John 15. Okay. Uh, you know, Jesus says, abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And we know where Jesus is as Lutherans. You know, Luther lets us know, you know, God is in the word for me. 
And he said about the Reformation, the Word has done it all. And we know Christ through the Word. He is the Word made flesh. And it sounds so simple, and yet it's diff- it is difficult. But abide in me. And at the end of that, in 15, he says, abide in my love. And the Church is not going to bear fruit unless it unless it's sanctified by the gospel, you know, and, uh, and I've also been thinking a lot about, um, just in the past week or so, who, you know, who were the people that followed Jesus? Uh, was it, was it the people that, um, were trying to project a good image? Was it the people that, um, you know, wanted to come off as appearing successful in this life? No, it was the people who had problems. It was the people who admitted they had problems and who need, admitted that there's the need for something more. You know, it was the, you know, and that's really what I want our people to recognize is that we don't have it all together. And we we don't, uh, we try to project that, you know, our students have so many interviews and they're always trying to put their best foot forward, trying to impress the professors and trying to, church is a place where you admit, I'm a poor, miserable sinner. Um, I cannot, where we admit I can't by my own reason or strength be a, be a, you know, a true follower of Jesus. I, I need the gospel. I'm weak, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm weak, and he is strong, and that's why I'm here because he's he is a light in this darkness, and I I need him. I need him in the body and the blood. I need I need him uh, from the words of my pastor. Uh, I've had situations. I mean, you know, as as all campus ministers have uh, calls in the middle of the night. Pastor, I've done something. And, you know, it's terrible. I need to know that that God still loves me, that, that I'm okay. And, and rush over and go through private confession and absolution. And, I mean, that's where the church is, in a dorm room. Well, and that's, this is, this is, this is why Luther's 95 Theses started, you know, the, the whole point was, was beginning with repentance. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, on the college campus, we're always talking. I mean, everybody wants, you know, when you ask most college students in general, not Lutherans, but just generic college student, it's all, what do you, what do you want? Well, I want to be successful. I want to have this. I want to have that. I want to get the great, you know, so, so you're, you're right. You're putting on this, this, this false facade of how you have your act together. And thank God you got a place to show up on, on Sunday morning or afternoon or whenever the church decides to meet on campus. Um, when you realize that that's really a crock, that you don't have your act together. And that's why it's so important to go full circle here. That artwork that you picked, um, I'm looking forward to looking at that uh, a little closer. The Well, it's uh, whatever the art is for that Sunday. Like last week we had uh, all the saints. We had Revelation 7 and art of the mystical lamb of the people in heaven gathered around the lamb. And I let them know you guys are gathered around the same lamb, uh, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus for you. You're gathered around the same lamb this side of heaven, and you're together with those on that side of heaven. Um, 
you're joining in this crazy world, in the midst of all the darkness going on, you are gathered around the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We sing with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven. You know, together we're gathered around something eternal in this world that's perishing. It's a it's a beautiful thing what what you get on on Sunday morning or wherever the two or three are gathered around the Word of God. As we're recording this, it's just been a couple of days fresh in our minds that the horrible, horrific event down in. Uh... Sutherland Springs, Texas, um, those people are still church too, those that remain. And they're still one with all those who have gone before them, even those that were shot and murdered in this heinous of ways. Because the church isn't, isn't dependent upon a building. Um, we celebrate, we celebrate uh, today the, the old building and all of its many years of use um, in, in, in proclaiming the gospel. We celebrate your, your new digs. And I know there's a lot more to be said, more years to come. There's still a process to go on as you flesh out the rest of the rest of the uh, stories there in, in terms of the different floors and the other plans that you have. But uh, Pastor Herman, thank you for keeping the main thing, the main thing, and reminding us that uh, regardless, it's still all about Jesus, and that's what the Reformation is all about. So if, how can you sum up, you know, now what? You know, we've seen the pilgrimages, we've seen the pictures from everybody traveling overseas. How do we really carry on here? You know, what's, what's, what's the 501st anniversary of the Reformation like? What should it be about? And what, it sh- what should it be about for your students and your people now that you've, okay, now you've got the sanctuary, now what? What do we do? Well, I, I, I've got, I grew up in a uh, denomination that asked that question all the time, like, now you're saved, now what? Hmm. And, and, and it was all, that would always, like, end up putting the focus on, like, what do you do now that you're saying, like, how can you show Jesus you were worth it? Or I mean, that's, that's not what they said, but that's, like, how it came across to me. But John chapter 15, again, I'll, I'll say it again, it's like a, the word abide, it can also be translated as just stay. <laughs> so I brought you into the faith. I've brought you into my arms. You are my sheep. No one's going to snatch you out of my hands. No one can snatch you out of the Father's hands. I'll let you jump away, (laughs) jump out of my hands. But don't. If we stay, we are going to bear much fruit. And that fruit will be for our neighbor. And it may be fruit, as according to Matthew 25, that we're not even aware of until the Lord illumines us on the last day. But if we're not abiding in Christ, we're not going to have anything to give to the world. So even, I mean, attending church doesn't do it. Uh, um, going up to the communion doesn't do it. I mean, what I'm saying by that is there's hypocrites mixed in. You know, the confessions make that clear. Uh, but if we are really recognizing our sin and our need for Jesus... He does not hold back, and he gives us springs of living water welling up to eternal life. He gives us food from heaven, and that changes us. You know, it sanctifies us. I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit calls me by the gospel, enlightens me with his gifts, sanctifies me, I guess makes me holy, it actually um, makes me a fruit-bearer. 
uh, for my neighbor. And the church that abides in Christ has life for the world. As Luther notes, we're little Christ. Um, we bring with us the hope of the resurrection as, as well as the killing of sin uh, with the crucifixion. We carry that the death and resurrection with us wherever we go, and that's something that the world does not have but desperately needs. Well, Pastor we Herman, abide in Christ. That changes things. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Herman, we're out of time here, but thank you for uh, joining us. We know it's been a busy time for you and your people and also a time of great joy and transition, and we look forward to uh, hearing more about it down the line as you continue to abide in that place and yes. serve God by serving your neighbor. And I look forward to coming and seeing it for myself and joining all of you uh, sometime, I forget what Sunday, but sometime in January. I'm going to be with yep. you, and we'll look forward to seeing you then. We look forward to having you with us. And Take care. God bless. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check it out, lcmsu.org. College is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.